I'm Mandy. And I'm Jessica. And this is The Coop. You're listening to The Coop Homeschool Podcast. This is your podcast for community, humility, and joyful fun in homeschooling. This is episode 88, Mentor Moms Squared, Keely and Kim. Today, it's Mentor Mom Squared. Ooh, we're doing math. We're doing some math. (laughs) Um, It's so fun to hear not just from a mom who's been through it, but also from her daughter who now homeschools her own two children. Yeah, she's in our co-op and we've known them about four years and... Uh, multi-generational home, multi-generational involvement in our co-op. Yes, it's wonderful. wonderful. But before we jump in, Mandy, what's your scoop on the coop? Okay, robotics class is starting soon. Yes. And it's a it's a team, and it's it's leveled for a range of ages. Okay. And so my, do- my youngest is with ones that are her age, and then my older two are together with kids that are her age. And it's about four to seven kids per group. But the coolest thing is this robotics group uh, led by one of our co-op moms, mm-hmm. it's Lego-based. Oh, nice. And they're using uh, Spike Prime, which is their okay. new program. And there's a West- Lego's new program. Yeah, Lego's new program. And so you can buy it on your own. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be part of a robotics class, but you can buy the set on your own. And it's a website link. And they have all these projects where you can use this kit. And you put together so many different robotic mechanized things and that has sounds and it's all coding and, and uh, attaching Legos to a hub and connecting them so they move. And, and some look like robots, some look like rides, some look like conveyor belts. It was so cool because my daughter, we had it for about three or four days. She did nine builds and coded it with fart noises, Love her it. words. Her sounds, music, it it was really cool. And then my son did about four or five of them, but it was neat. And I love that it was practice. So then when they get together with the robotics class, Mm -hmm. they already have the knowledge going in so they can truly create something together and invent their own robot together with having similar skill skill sets. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. My 16-year-old homeschooled niece just graduated from high school. No. And so she's been homeschooled her whole life. Uh, She's the oldest of four kids. And she had this incredible opportunity to move to London to have a spot in a professional ballet company training program and pursue a BFA in dance. Um, So because she has the ability to get a college degree, Mm -hmm. she Mm -hmm. needed to be done with high school. So it was a last minute decision to expedite her college or her high school education and get that done this summer. And she did it. She worked hard. It was amazing. And then we really wanted to honor all of that hard work and the transition into her new phase of life with a graduation ceremony. Mm -hmm. And we did it in the backyard. My sister-in-law did an amazing job coordinating um, a beautiful brunch ceremony. We had donuts. And oh, wonderful. Mm-hmm. I'm there. And there. And fruit and cocktails. Um, Where did she get the cap and gown? Because I saw a video. Oh, yeah. And she had a know. cap and gown and everything. I don't know. Maybe borrowed it. Yeah. I didn't ask that. I even saw your niece move the tassel from she one did. side to the next while she yeah. was hugging her dad. Yeah. 
what I, I know this is your scoop, but yes. what I loved about seeing the video is the intimacy of the yeah. graduation. It was really sweet. Um, we actually had a ton of family in town this past week when we had the ceremony. And so it got to be very sweet with a bunch of people who would have loved to have been at her graduation and we got to make that happen mm -hmm. and it was very sweet we had chairs set up in the backyard it almost looked like a wedding ceremony Cute. all set up and we didn't have to listen to a bunch of other people we right. only got to hear about the one graduate we graduate we cared about and uh, she was the valedictorian of course so she gave a speech her dad Cute. was the master of ceremonies and you know, officiated and her uncle prayed over her and Aww. her new journey. So it was very sweet and very customized to our family, mm -hmm. which I really adored. Um, her siblings and my child, my oldest, went up and they all did an acrostic poem with her name and shared the Cute. things they loved about her. Um, and so it was just really a, a sweet ceremony, really meant for all of us. Um, but she's just such a sweet kid and she did that. My sister-in-law even spoke and of course we were all crying by the end of it. So I'm filming the whole thing standing up and I'm like, <gasps> um, but it was just Can you really hear special. you in the background? No, <laughs> I silent cried. Um, but it was just really sweet to be able to celebrate that and just to know that homeschooling doesn't mean you don't get those experiences. And in fact, you can make the experience even more of what you love mm -hmm. and you can take out all the things about a graduation you don't love. And you can pick the time of day where you're yep. not going to be melting in the heat. Yeah, we still were. Because it was a hot week. <laughs> it was a hot week. So even by 10 a.m., we were all in the sun dying. But... You know, that's part of the normal graduation Well, that's what I'm saying. So. That's all my graduation yeah. experiences. I, yeah. I know it was always But you hot. could. We could have done it later. We could have done it at a different time. But we did it when it worked best for the whole family to be mm -hmm. there. And that was what was important and special. And all the little kids, because there was probably 10 kids under, under the age of five, were able to just run around. That's so cool. And we didn't have to watch them t too hard because there weren't strangers there. Right. We were in a home we were comfortable with. So that was nice. Yeah, did they play the dun, dun, we dun, did. dun, Just dun, as she walked forward dun. to her seat. And then we did not have to hear it the entire time <laughs> as, you know, 100 but or 200 graduates There's a rite of passage where you yeah. have to hear that for at least 20 seconds. Exactly. Yeah. So we did it and that was done. Yeah. So it was a wonderful graduation. There's a reel on our Instagram page, The Coop Homeschool. So if you'd like to see um, that sweet moment in my niece's life, you That's can. Cute. Yeah. All right. Back to the interview. We had an amazing time yeah. interviewing Kim and Keely. Keely is now grandmother to Kim's children who are a part of our co-op. Keely homeschooled Kim in the 90s, and then Kim now homeschools her kids, and they're just a wealth of information, experience, and knowledge, and so we appreciate them in our lives and learn from both of them, mm -hmm. and we thought that you would as well. so much for being willing to join us and do this interview. Of course. We're very excited. excited. Very happy to be here. Thank you for inviting us. Yes. We feel so blessed that you would give your time. So I think our listeners will really appreciate hearing from both a mom and daughter who experienced homeschooling together. And so Keely, you homeschooled both your son and your daughter. Yes. And now, Kim, you are homeschooling your two girls. Passing it on. Yep. And Kim is a part of our COOP group. So whenever we talk about that, this is one of our really fun moms. Yes. Yeah. One of the lucky few. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so it's been a real joy for Mandy and I to be able to experience. It's 
two generations of homeschooling mm-hmm. and three generations of you ladies together. Yeah. And it's just been so neat for us. And so we're glad we get to share all of that. And you host a killer Halloween party. Yeah. Again. <laughs> <laughs> we we so enjoy it. Yeah. It's so much fun. Oh, all right. It. Let's jump in. Uh, Keely, tell us about you and your homeschooling journey. Well, um, we began in 1992, and it started out as a temporary solution. My my son, who did kindergarten and public school and first grade, during first grade started having some issues related to immaturity. He was a September, early September mm-hmm. baby, so started kindergarten just barely five years old, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it he did fine through kindergarten, but in first grade it was it was hard for him. And so I was looking for a solution, and oddly enough, we were at a parade, and there were two women next to me chatting about homeschooling, and I couldn't help but overhear. So I had to, you know, ask them, "What? What is this homeschooling you're talking about? <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me about it." And they were kind enough to, you know, give me information and their phone number, and that's what started it. And it, and initially it was, "Let's just do this temporary and see how it goes." We did it through the summer. Because okay. I didn't know, I didn't have all, I didn't have all the information that we have now, but uh, we decided to try it through. So um, we tried it through the summer, and it was fun. So we did it through second grade, and we thought, okay, he's good now. He's matured enough, and we uh, had moved to a different school, and he did third grade, and I was very involved, very involved in the school. Vice president of the PTA, I was, I ran their computer lab, I volunteered, I did. I volunteered. I was there all day, every day, and they let me bring her with me because she was just four. And <laughs> then play um, organ trail in the corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She did a lot, and it was great. It was it was you know it was fine. And then uh, it started fourth grade, and he she he started fourth grade. She started kindergarten. About three weeks in, there were some issues, major issues with the staff at the school. The the principal and some of the employees there were what I felt was abusive to the kids. Mm. And I went so far as to um, go to the the district and and the district psychologist. And then when I did that, they started to take it out on my kids. Wow. So it reached a point about three weeks in that I said, you know, I told the kids, I said, look, if you want to stay, you can, but I can't be here. I cannot watch this go on anymore. And these are problems that I was surprised to find in a small town school, public school, but they were there. I grew up in Los Angeles, went through LA Unified, and I blamed all the problems on big city right. schools, but it, it doesn't have to be exclusively big city. There's a lot of problems. And the kids said, nope, get us out of here. And uh, <laughs> We don't have to go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's right. We had that, that year uh, or so with Jonathan through second grade. That was so wonderful. So we knew we had an out, a way mm-hmm. out. And we never looked back. We had a great time, and I loved it. And it was from 1992 to 2008, roughly 16 years. Wow. wow. <laughs> I know. I love that. And then would you say that you had any particular philosophy through your years of homeschooling? Well, I was very influenced by a John Holt and the Moors. I don't okay. know if you're mm-hmm. familiar with Raymond and Dorothy Moore. So mostly it was unschooling for us. Right. That was where I my passion lied. I, I enjoyed that. And also at the time, there were very limited choices in curriculum. Yeah. This sure. was way back when we didn't have the internet, so you couldn't just, you know, order a curriculum online. You had to go <laughs> to some sort of an educational fair and 
you know, right. hope Can that watch you found YouTube reviews. Yeah. <laughs> no, there were, there were very limited choices, and I didn't at the time wasn't exposed to any that I felt good about. So I latched on to unschooling, and mostly I would say I did my own thing. It was mostly unschooling, but there were I felt. I felt very strongly that um, they needed to read and write and do basic math at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was very important to me. So uh, we, we focused on those and especially uh, reading. And they both, I wanted them to learn to love to read because Jonathan left public school with a, an aversion to reading. Mm-hmm. He did not, yeah. he, he didn't like it. And I thought this is sad because we were, my husband and I both are big readers. We read all the time and we wanted our children to love reading. Yeah. So. That was my focus with him was in the beginning was let's turn that around and and we did. He's an avid reader as an adult. Yeah, (laughs) awesome, absolutely, and he loved it. And it was just a matter of letting him choose what he wanted to read. So mostly unschooling, I would say. Yeah, Yeah, that's awesome. Kim, is there anything that you would add to that? Any little details there? Uh, Let's see. Yeah, for me, it was just what I was put right into. As she said, I only went through about three weeks of kindergarten, so it wasn't. A big shift for me. It was just kind of the norm, and I loved it because I got to stay home with my mom and have like homemade lunch and (laughs) watch Nick Jr. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't miss a thing. I know. Yeah. yeah. So I I loved it, and um, it was a a great experience from my perspective. What did you think about homeschooling your kids? Did you feel that it was best for them now that you see them as adults? Uh, Now I totally I would do it again. I think that there, there are some great, incredible benefits that come from homeschooling, and uh, the number one being that the kids get to really be themselves. There's not that incredible peer pressure to conform, yes. and also the family time. You know, mm-hmm. it was our life. It was our lifestyle, and and we loved it. We got to vacation in the off season. We got to go to Disneyland for a week in the off season. <laughs> You know, we didn't, we weren't, uh, we didn't have to go only in the summer months or when school was out. We could right, do right. whatever, whatever mm-hmm. we wanted. And we had a lot of fun traveling and, and seeing places and working that into our schedule. So I think it was great. It was, it served us well as a family that my children are incredibly close. They're very mm-hmm. close for a brother and sister. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I've noticed, I've noticed that. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, it's so fun to be around all of you guys as a family. Yeah. You can tell you're a very tight Mm-hmm. family unit unit and I what I love that you pointed out Keely is instead of being a school focus it was family focused yes mm-hmm. it was and and uh, we we loved it and we had a great time doing it together we were you know it was a lot of fun I wouldn't change really things good makes me feel like I'm on the right path yeah <laughs> they're both happy functioning well-adjusted adults so yes. I'm happy. yes and then Kim you were homeschooled and then you chose to homeschool mm-hmm. so I'm guessing you had good experiences what did you think about homeschooling absolutely uh for me as we were saying the family thing was just huge mm-hmm. that stuck with us forever you know it didn't end when we turned 18 and we moved yeah. off we were close forever still are I mean you know, we're, we see them every single day. Yeah. <laughs> my kids get to see their grandparents every single day. And my brother and I are best friends still. So having that was big for me. I wanted yeah. my kids to grow up sharing all the same experiences. And I think I see that a lot with families who have kids in different grades. They're in their own friend groups. Right. And they all have their own interests. And they're doing things at different times. They don't have a lot of time together. 
Right. And so they miss out on those opportunities to have those shared experiences and things like that that bond them. And that was a big part of it for, for me. And maybe just a little bit of selfishness, like not wanting to share your kids. To share them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I want to have that time with them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. It, it was yeah. special. You and Jonathan are almost four years apart. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And, and, with and a boy and a girl. girl. So. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't keep you from being independent. You still yeah. have your own life, your mm-hmm. own, uh, I don't want to say it, value system. Because yeah. I know you don't have a completely different value system. Yeah. But you make your own independent choices as an adult. Mm-hmm. And you're raising your kids the way that you want to. There's no pressure to do anything even the way that you were raised oh yeah for sure yeah I've made changes to you know everybody gets to look back on their childhood and say okay I like this I didn't like this so we're gonna take this and modify yeah, it and add what they want it in right and so, I mean, I'm guessing our kids are gonna do this exactly you know? <laughs> and that's what every mom wants right yeah we, we want our kids to take the best of what they experience mm-hmm. and multiply that oh, yeah. exactly it improve mm-hmm. upon it in every way that you always yeah. hope that as a mother right yeah you, you say okay yeah I'm not perfect I know that but hopefully you'll do a little better and then your kids will do a little better and yeah exactly yeah. just keep paying it forward yeah. right I feel very right. lucky that there wasn't too much I had to modify those do you feel like you were offered a choice about homeschooling yes she did always tell us you know if you don't like it we can sign you up tomorrow if you want but most of the time we we definitely were willing participants in it we didn't yeah. want to especially as younger children it, we were very happy and content mm-hmm. Jonathan had done kindergarten and first grade right. and third grade in public school so he knew what it was all about yeah and she was there enough to mm-hmm. witness it so. yeah they yeah. kind of, there wasn't a lot of mystery. And you probably wanted to be where your brother was. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It was a happy home, so there was nothing I was trying to get away from. <laughs> That's really awesome. Now that you are able to look back, would you still be homeschooled all over again? I would, yeah. yeah 100%. Was the right thing for you? Yeah. yeah. And I asked her brother this question, and he said 100%. 100%. Would, would choose homeschooling. He loved it. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Now this one is for both of you. What did you enjoy most about homeschooling or the lifestyle that homeschooling brought you and what brought you the most joy? Being together, the time we got to spend together, the experiences we got to share. Um, it was wonderful. I loved it. I mean, there were moments in the day where I can remember one time when Kimmy was, she must've been five or six. And uh, she noticed a trail of ants and then a little anthill outside. And she wanted to know, what's going on down in the <laughs> hole? You know? yeah, so, so we pulled out all the in- books we had. You know, this is pre-internet, right? Pull out all the books and, and encyclopedias and sat there looking at ants. And then we went to the library and got books on ants. But, you know, we were just able to take that moment and run with it mm-hmm. because we weren't rushing on know, the fly unit so study. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, they weren't just a nuisance. They yeah. were a lesson. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. And well, just yeah. sitting there for hours looking mm-hmm. at them and talking about them, it was just so wonderful. Well, I have the, it also just having that moment where I, you know, being a kid and having the time to sit and observe things, yeah. not being rushed constantly. There was a lot of free time where we could sit and think about things. <laughs> right. Be with their own curiosity a bit. So, yeah. yeah. It was wonderful. For for me, it was a lot of um, having the freedom to pursue my own interests because, mm-hmm. you know, I was never in the into sports or anything like that. So I was into music and yeah. uh, I was able to take music lessons. I took vocal lessons, drum lessons, piano lessons, guitar lessons and awesome. performed a bunch and had those opportunities because I had that extra time. And also uh, having my dad also being a musician, he was there to 
you know, come home at the end of the day and we could play together and he could give us an impromptu guitar lesson. We could learn a song together. That's something we still do today as well. (laughs) I love that. I think if I was looking in, I would say that's something that seems like it would bring a lot of joy. Just those shared experiences Mm -hmm. and the time you had to pursue them together. And my brother being a musician as well, that's something that really bonded us too. We have that shared love and that shared experience with our dad and she was always there being the best uh supporter yeah. <laughs> and cheerleader mm-hmm. we tried to get her to play and sing but she she didn't want to so <laughs> i didn't ha- yes. quite have the same love of it that they did we every uh, band needs an audience so. yes, right. <laughs> and, well, and a cook yes yes <laughs> well one of my favorite coop group moments and i've told you this is you and your dad singing mm-hmm. white rabbit yep at our Mad Hatter tea party. That was so fun. It was, was magical. Really cool. yeah, we it got was. chills. The kids were, I mean, you could hear a pin drop other than the music, you know. It, it, it was really fun. Yeah. I'm glad I got to do that with him. It was fun for him too, you know, to come oh, and loved it. Yeah. perform for a group of kids. Yeah. Were, yeah, that was a sweet moment. Community. Keely, how did you find community? I know you were saying the internet was not around then. Mm-hmm. So you met those moms and then how did you yeah. know what to do after that? Luckily, they gave me some good phone numbers. And mm-hmm. back in the day before the internet, it was a network of, of, of homeschooling parents. And usually there was a state contact. I think we had uh, California Homeschool Association was, was formed mm-hmm. by then. And they were a resource you could call them. Hmm. And uh, they usually had someone that had a list of a contact in every county. Got it. And then you would get a a number for, you know, somebody hopefully that had a support group or was at least a resource for some, you know, information. Or you just hooked up with people that way. And uh, the grocery store, the library. (laughs) You see another person with children in the middle of a weekday. I know who you are. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There was that. You're like... Hey, homeschooler? Homeschooler. <laughs> homeschoolers are <laughs> <a> sick day. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, you know, however we we could, we did it. You know, you find, uh, you know, we didn't have a lot of the resources that are available today. Like the COOP is an amazing support group. And mm-hmm. we didn't have anything yeah. like that even. You know, the most we had, we had park days and a few okay. organized, uh, yeah. you know, activities, some parties. But it wasn't the, the level that you guys are, are able to uh, achieve, and it, it's amazing. I love it. Mm-hmm. She was always wonderful. really great at wherever we were, always finding a group, but it was kind of more of a public, you know, let's meet up at the park this time right. of day, and there could be five people, there could be 40 people, you could know all of them, you could know none of them, so yeah. it wasn't a very predictable group. You know, we mm-hmm. had our, our people we were close to, but... yeah kind of variable beyond that. <laughs> yeah. And those kinds of things still exist today. Mm-hmm. You know, you have people who just show up to those random events yeah. and then you have the people who are wanting a solid community of regulars, yeah. you know, which is what we've been going for. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. It, it's a beautiful thing. I so admire yeah. everything that you guys do. Oh, thank yeah. you. It's just, it's just great. <laughs> is there anything that you would do differently about finding community or having community if you were to do that over again? Well, we... Our situation was kind of unique. We moved a lot. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. It just happened that way. We were we were living in L.A. when the kids were very young and they were born there, and we wanted to get out, so we moved our way out, and we it just uh, we ended up in Santa Maria, or a little town outside of Santa mm-hmm. Maria, Orcutt, for many years, and we loved it. But Clark's job took us to other cities, and then we ended up back in Southern California, so we had to move a lot. And mm-hmm. I think if if I could have controlled that. 
Mm-hmm. I think that would have been nicer for them if they could have been established with a group of friends early on and stuck with them because we had mm-hmm. a, you know, I think that was nice. I think that was yeah. a little harder. Yeah, I think we we agreed on that. I was trying to yeah. think of it too, and I think that was the big thing because I, like I said, she was great about finding these groups for us. So everywhere we lived, I did have at least one person I was like best friends with. But then we would move, and then it was kind of always the feeling of being the new kid, you know, right. the new kid in the group. Uh, so that that definitely made it a little more challenging to have those long-lasting friendships. Right. Mm-hmm. Some yeah. of them, you know, we were pen pals. We'd be pen pals forever after that and write each other letters. And Yeah. 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 I went to That's Coachella we with 90s. one of my five-year-old friends. <laughs> so she came out and visited me. <laughs> well, it was a good thing you were homeschooling, though, because yeah. I can't imagine switching schools that often and mm-hmm. how hard that would be. That would be much harder, yeah. For sure. But yeah. that also, you know, made it an easier decision on us to, to move because mm-hmm. we didn't have those school district confinements. Mm-hmm. We could say, well, we can homeschool Go wherever and right. whatever, mm-hmm. you know, got to follow the career sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it worked out. That's good. She, ha- she has us now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know where we're supposed to be. <laughs> That's right. It's a wonderful thing. Um, Kim, are there things from your homeschooled upbringing that you use in homeschooling your own kids? Um, yes, definitely. Mainly, like I said, the family closeness, just prioritizing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also read alouds. Yes. They were mm-hmm. both amazing with that. My dad would take time, you know, every single night and read whatever... We were into at the time when we were really young, he would read to my brother and I together. And I remember just laying in bed and just, you know, enjoying that so much. And then as I got older, he read the whole Lord of the Rings series with me. And it was just him and I, so that was really special. You know, 60 hours. It was a lot. It was a commitment. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) But yeah, I was super into Lord of the Rings after that, so it really made a lasting impression on me. Yeah, I read through them during the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we got them on both ends. That was always our quiet time, like in the afternoon after we ran our errands or went to whatever activities we were doing that day. And then we'd come in and I'd, you know, read to them. And we always read, I read a lot of uh, books that they wouldn't read on their own. Yeah, it was the historical stuff, which is, you know, great. Mm -hmm. A little boring as a child, but... (laughs) I can appreciate more now. (laughs) Now I'm glad to have been exposed to it all. Not that you haven't given us a lot of advice already, but (laughs) this section is going to be a little bit more about advice for homeschoolers based on your experience. Um, Keely, what is one thing you feel like homeschooling parents need to focus on in preparing their child for life? I, I thought a lot about this because th- there are so many things. Um, and I kind of came up with making sure that uh, there's a couple, there's two things. Making sure that your child knows how to learn yeah, and yes. enjoys learning. That's that, cool. That you, because no matter what they might decide to do at some future point in their life, they will have that that ability if they love to learn and know mm-hmm. how to learn and enjoy it. So I think that's very important. And and there has to be some discipline. And I'm not sure I always achieved that, that perfect balance of um, um, discipline and freedom. Uh, there, but, but they have to have some, and I don't mean discipline as in punishment. Measure. I mean self-structure, self-regulating. Some, yes, some self ability to self-motivate mm-hmm. through difficult challenges and sometimes yeah. that can come from having projects that they that are time consuming that are long-term projects. Hmm. And I was talking to Jonathan about this too. 
And uh, he agreed. He, he, a lot of his friends that were homeschooled, may um, some of them have trouble um, when they first turn 18 and they, or when they get a job or go to college. At first, that's that that discipline is a little, can be a little hard for some of them. Mm -hmm. They, they always get there, but you know, it, it, he, he thought that perhaps that that would be something that would be a good thing to focus on. And yeah. I, I think he's right. And I try to do it through chores mostly. Yeah. That was my structure. We had very structured, strict, uh, chore schedule mm -hmm. and I wanted them both to be capable of doing everything. In the house, and they did that. So we can do our laundry. Clean the toilet. They can cook basic food. I, mm -hmm. I was really concerned about that. So, mm -hmm. um, but I, I think those are a couple of the things that I would think that are very high up there on the list of importance. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And then I know yeah, Kim, you have quite the chore list for your kids. I do. Yes. Mm -hmm. I just saw Lucy had a scrub a toilet the other day nice. for That's the first amazing. time. I've been a little worried about that one just because I, you know. Mm -hmm. Don't want that splashing. <laughs> I wasn't sure, but I was like, okay, it's now or never. No, no time like the present. So we did it, and she managed. Didn't you can always do what I did after yeah. you guys were clean the bathrooms. I'd go in go back and, and <laughs> tidy up a few things. Yeah, you know, that weren't quite there. And, but I never let that. them know I did that. Right? Yeah, so it's they about thought the work. they did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's about the work and yes. the sense of self. You know, accomplishing something. Yeah, right. and having a routine and structure. I've you know experienced both with my kids when we've had a super relaxed schedule with no daily responsibilities. You know, in the summer especially. <laughs> then by, you know, mid-July, I'm like, okay, we gotta lock this down because it's getting out of control. But yeah, especially as uh, my oldest is getting older. She's 10 now, so she can handle a lot more. And I, I'm kind of realizing that. And it's it's nice to know, oh, I have help. another, like, yeah, you yeah. know, fully <laughs> almost grown person here yeah. who can help me do these things. And we all have a 10-year-old. Amanda also has a 12-year-old. Mm -hmm. And I think what you were saying about having the self-discipline and to be able to go to work someday, you know, while we want them to have wonderful childhoods, mm -hmm. yes. we do have to help them transition. And so I think you make a great point about that. Mm -hmm. right. How, you can't just expect them to have nothing yeah. and then go into going to work or if they do choose college. Mm -hmm. That's right. going to be a totally different thing than a very relaxed homeschool oh, yeah. you yes. know schedule and so. it can be achieved through various various methods I, I was thinking about some kids that are maybe in 4-h like raising mm -hmm. an animal yeah you know, that's Definitely. something they have to attend to mm -hmm. every day for whether sure. they feel like it or not right. they're always mm -hmm. preparing they, for a show they yes, have a lot of responsibility of, mm -hmm. yeah so having something even if it's a very long report that takes them you know a week or two to, yeah. to prepare for just mm -hmm. with a deadline so they've got to you know buckle down and do it in a certain time frame yeah anything like that can I, I think can that. impart that but it needs to be you know, happen more than once you know I think it's <laughs> yeah. something that yeah what is one thing that you are super glad you used, did, or experienced through homeschooling? We talked about this one, and we both <laughs> agree that I personally could not remember a single curriculum we used. Like, the name of one, I know there was lots of workbooks here and there, but it didn't stand out to me in my memory at all. For us, it was a lot of experiences, and oh those are the things oh, that cool. I remember the most mm -hmm. and that had the biggest impacts on me. Uh, for example, when the King Tut exhibit came to LA, I think I was Love like 14 mm -hmm. and I had been very passionate about Egypt for so a long time as a kid. That was, I was super into that. So and awesome. so they made it a priority to make sure to take me to that. And that was amazing. 
And I still remember that as one of my favorite experiences oh, in life. So cool. And then uh, my dad would take us to concerts all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and so that really instilled that passion of live music, performing. And, you know, he took me to see Jewel as my first concert, and she was my favorite, so that was very inspiring for me. And another just special moment to share with my dad. You know, he took us to see Ray Charles before he died. Wow. We went to see Paul McCartney, which is probably like the the apex of my whole life. (laughs) Definitely. But, yeah, so lots of experiences. We did family road trips. Yeah, we went went to to Oregon. Oregon to Lewis and Clark's winter encampment there. Yeah. Uh We we did a lot of, uh, we did, saw most of the missions in California. Mm -hmm. We tried to, you know, see them all. We just... Those are the we things that stand things. out. Do you remember digging uh, your archaeological digging oh, yeah. in the backyard? <laughs> <laughs> Did you rope it off and everything? No, no, I didn't find anything too exciting. I found a couple dog bones, but yes. I was into it for like a week. Yes. <laughs> wow, it was the same amazing. summer that I read every Nancy Drew book, so I had a oh, lot yeah. of time on my hands, apparently. <laughs> she read every single, and I think there were 53 of them. I got through those, and I had to do something, so. Yeah. She was nine. <laughs> I love it. That'd be fun to do a Nancy Drew book club in a couple years. Oh, yeah. You know, when I love they were so fun. Yeah. Um, well, I have to throw this out there. You won an award at our Coopies yes. Awards Night. I'm very and proud of it. What was that award? I believe it was always ready for a party. Yes. <laughs> but I have to say, I see this connection there. Uh-huh. Your homeschool, you know, the joy of your homeschool were these experiences. Mm-hmm. And so it makes sense that you're like, yes, yeah. to the experiences for you and for your kids. Mm-hmm. You're always one of the first people to say, yes, we're in. We're yeah. going to do this yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And I love that enthusiasm. It mm-hmm. always makes it worth planning something. Yeah. Because yeah. I know you'll be there. Yes. And you'll be excited. <laughs> and yeah. I'll have a playlist ready. Definitely. You know, we talked about that too, though, because... Uh, that's one of the amazing things about having our group is that all the moms have something unique to mm-hmm. contribute and share with the kids. Like we've got a biology high school oh, teacher, yeah. we've got a dance teacher, you know, we have someone who was super into architecture and I'm like, well, I didn't, you know, I didn't get a college degree and I don't have anything like that to offer, but I can offer my love of passion for like music and just having these experiences like that's what I um, can contribute you and, know? And, you know and positivity there it's For sure. valuable yeah the enthusiasm and positivity mm-hmm. and encouragement yeah. that you bring to the group yeah and yeah. the kids it recognize such a big it difference. too yeah. our kids know you know and they <laughs> yeah. love to have you there that's so sweet. there's just such a yeah it's yeah. the positive vibe oh, you know yeah. that's great we love that yeah it's, it's like it's just it's amazing how many awesome educational opportunities that we get but I think all the things that really bond our kids are those little moments where they just get to run around and dance together and I know. eat, the eat limbo. a bowl of cheese pass or whatever yeah. <laughs> yeah do the limbo mm-hmm. with their moms and dads so those experiences yeah that's that's the stuff for me <laughs> I agree okay this is another one for both of you what is one regret that you have in regards to homeschooling and would you do anything differently about that do you want me to leave this one? Go ahead. I think, it, I think you, what you're going to yes. say stems off of yeah. it. So yes. uh, I personally, it's hard because, so I was homeschooled up until I was 15 and then I made the decision I wanted to try public school. And she was like, okay, sure, we'll sign you up and you can go. And it was at a time where I had kind of outgrown a lot of my homeschool friends. And that's that's partially from the moving so much. Yeah. That this group that we yeah. were in didn't have many kids her age. So mm-hmm. it was right. And just, you know, had group. fallen out of touch with them, outgrown them. And I, but I did have a group of friends and they were all going to this high school nearby. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, I want to 
be a part of that. Right. <laughs> right. I did feel like I was missing out on something at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I gave it a shot. I went and it wasn't what I hoped it would be. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was disappointing. It was a public school with, I think it was 2,600 kids there. Yeah. So uh, it, I think the biggest difference that I noticed was I was used to being treated as more of an equal by adults Mm -hmm. and having, you know, my opinion valued and just being able to speak up when I felt like it. And so it was very much a culture shock going into that. And not only like, you know, kids fighting in the lunch yard every single day, (laughs) but um, that interaction with my teachers, I had a couple that were great. Sure. I had a history teacher who was awesome and very involved with the kids. Um, but then I had a science teacher who was the football coach, and he did not care at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People would just be throwing stuff around the classroom, oh. and he would not. He was just sitting there reading a whole different book. Oh, wow. <laughs> so oh, I was almost tenure. like, I wanted to be there to learn, and it was not happening all the time. So I was kind of just like, why am I here? <laughs> you, Yeah, you realized yeah. it. I um, think she lasted two months, but I think I did, that, and then uh, I just walked right off again. I think six weeks of that was just to prove me, because I was like, you're not going to like it. I was like, yeah. Watch me like it. Yeah, and one day she did. She just left, and she, I think you called me and said, come get me. I'm walking down the street. Come pick me up. I'm done. (laughs) So uh, that gets me to the point of, I I wish personally I had taken my own education a little more seriously. Okay. Always ready to have a party. Always yeah, ready to have a good time. That's that been was, a lifelong yeah, thing for me. But <laughs> yeah. From that point, I wasn't uh, mature enough to go straight to college, which is what I did. I tested out mm-hmm. of high school, and I went straight to community college, which I was not prepared for. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to, because they had an amazing musical theater program that I really wanted to oh, do. Yeah. And you had done a summer Done a summer program, program there and loved it uh, and wanted to continue that. And she was like, okay, well, we can get you going with, you know, all the other high, uh, college courses. And I was just not at the maturity level to really commit to that and, and see it for the opportunity that it was. Right. Um, so I, you know... Tell that to a 16-year-old, you know. Oh, I take your education more seriously. But I remember I was 22 and in college mm-hmm. my senior year and still just trying to find the fun everywhere yep. and trying to see <laughs> what classes I could skip, Yeah, you know, and still get yeah. a decent grade. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, it's funny. I, I, It wasn't probably till mid-20s that I was like, oh, this is actually interesting. Yeah, I w- yeah. now I'm like, I wish I could go back to those classes. Now I would be so involved. In- yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so we had thought, you know, maybe instead I could have just t- gone and just done the theater program, not right. tried to go jump into classes I was just not ready for. Mm-hmm. Uh, some mm-hmm. kids are definitely at that maturity level. Yeah, it works for their brother. Yeah, yeah. I've seen lots of kids who are totally mature enough for that, but I was not. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's a, a very important point we talked mm-hmm. about. You've got to be able to recognize that your children are not going to be all be the same. And yeah, knowing you, your kids, mm-hmm. knowing each one's strengths and weaknesses, mm-hmm. and being being able to adapt and, and change, even if you, you know, you're on course and you think that this is not working, don't be afraid to sit, dump it, change it totally. Mm-hmm. Because that's my, would be my regret is right. I wished I had been a little more, um, aware that of how mm-hmm. she was struggling with that yeah. and, uh, done what she said and just said, okay, let's just drop those other classes mm-hmm. and stick to the, to the theater. And you, you, she ended up getting a job too after that as a waitress at 16 and mm-hmm. working as a waitress at a yeah. sushi restaurant. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that, that matures you a bit. Too, yeah. I had right? the same job yeah. for 
two, two years. years. It was my first job for two years, and we yeah. played music there too. <laughs> yeah, that too. But so you'd moonlight <laughs> as the uh, yes, guest the band. Artist. It's true. Yeah, I'd uh, awesome. be serving, and I'd jump up on stage and sing, and then jump that down and go serve. <laughs> but that's what I think is so hard as a parent is when you're in it, it's hard to see it because mm-hmm. you're in it. Yeah. Yes. It's, you know, I my brother was totally different than I. He was an open communicator. Yes. Right. I was like. Okay, I'm doing all the things you want me to. I'm gonna go over here. Don't talk to me. Like, <laughs> and then I would do just tell her whatever she wanted to do. Tell her what you want to hear. So I was, you know, in return, not communicating properly to right. her that I was struggling or that I didn't feel like I was ready for it or that right. I was feeling overwhelmed. I was just like, I don't want to do it. I'm not gonna do it. Yeah. So yeah. I remember knowing everything when I was. 16, oh yeah. So uh-huh. I can understand. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, I. I Tested out too. I took the California High School proficiency, the CHISPA, at uh, 15 and uh, went to work full time. Wow. Yeah, at 15. So I, I kind of thought that, okay, well, you know, they're getting an opportunity I didn't have to go yeah. to community college and mm-hmm. maybe they would be able to take advantage of that. And, you know, you could accomplish a lot before mm-hmm. you're 18, even in a community mm-hmm. college. And, you know, it wasn't wasn't what I thought yeah. it would be, but again, that's where I think my regrets are. Is I should have been a little more, you know, concerned and and watching closer mm. to see was this really a good a good situation for her because mm-hmm. I don't think it was. So. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's hard. a hard one. Yeah. yeah, you know, but it's important to just be able to recognize that because now you know for your kids, you know, mm-hmm. we can't be perfect parents. Yeah. And you yeah. won't be a perfect parent no, either. I already <laughs> haven't been, so I would say it even relates to, you know, I've got, I've had a five-year-old before and I have a now five-year-old again uh, who's starting kindergarten this year. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I've learned from so many of the mistakes I made right. the first time. So yeah. with Lucy, my uh, oldest, when she was five, she was having a lot of vision issues. Right. So she was having, struggling with reading and mm-hmm. just, you know, looking at pages because of that. And I felt this pressure as a, you know, new, a new homeschooler. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had this like shame guilt that like I was not doing something oh. right. And so I in turn was just turning around and forcing it on her and, yeah. you know, having these power struggles and, uh, you know, working the poor kid when she was having issues that wouldn't allow her to do it the way yeah. she you know, and you have no way of knowing that. Exactly, and that's what's so yeah. hard. And now, yeah. now I five, I have a five year old who loves schoolwork, and she is so ready for it. So it's like <laughs> I could totally do no kindergarten with her, but right. she wants to do it. Right, you know. So it's it goes back to that knowing your kid, uh, recognizing where they're at developmentally, and and playing to that because. Right. With uh, my youngest, I really feel like I'd be doing her a detriment if I didn't present her with this curriculum because she's so ready for it, you know. (laughs) But now I look back with Lucy and I totally regret it. I wish I'd given the kid a break, you know. I'm like, I I carry that guilt with me still, you know. And I feel like that she has carried that a bit. She still is a little uh, apprehensive towards learning because it was forced on her so much when she was struggling yeah I didn't recognize it and say okay we need to take a step back right and deal with the other issue this isn't the most important thing right now you know we all have it but this can also happen in a school setting it happened with he was he had the same experience it wasn't Mm -hmm. vision it was other issues that Mm -hmm. were forced upon the reading was forced when he wasn't ready Mm -hmm. and so he developed a distaste of it yeah yeah I had compounds in public school that's the thing too is you were able to back off eventually and you know let her get there in her time Mm -hmm. but in school, they can't. They yeah. have to force them through, and it's right. really intense. Yeah, so. and we're there to see it, right. too. Mm-hmm. When yes. you're not there with your kid every day, you're not going to see 
right. all the all the clues to what's going on. They might not come home and tell you about it. Mm-hmm. Their teacher might not tell you about it. You know, at least when we're there with them, we're able to really study it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone said when the tears. I uh, was at Pam Barnhill, I think, when the or, um, someone like that, like mm-hmm. Sarah McKenzie or whatever. One of them have said when the tears start, the learning stops. Mm-hmm. But. Yep. I have made all my kids cry <laughs> so many times, and I'm a power througher. And then I'm like, "Well, let's just get through it. Let's mm-hmm. just get this done." And and then there's always so much regret. I know, yeah. Because it's like, why did I do that? Now I could care less if we had gotten through it. Yeah, well, I think I it's, know. it goes back to the self discipline. You want them to be able to sit down and do something that's hard. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes life, you have to do hard things, and so for us to judge that in the moment, yeah. it's whether hard. it's a back off moment or yeah. if it's a teach them that they can do hard things. Mm-hmm. It's that's hard a hard call to that, make. That, and, and and especially when you're new homeschooler you know you you have this there is this pressure Mm -hmm. from family from society Mm -hmm. like okay so look they're learning are they reading yet for the random uh, person who comes up to your kid and grills them in the grocery store you want them to know the answer what are the (laughs) times i'm telling you i had people do that Uh i had people do that i feel Mm -hmm. like it's less there's still the jokes on um, the internet about that but i don't think that i've encountered anyone who's met me with hostility yeah but southern california is pretty good about homeschooling it's not an uncommon thing Definitely now yeah. 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 but yeah. I know it wasn't in the 90s. no and then I remember newer students like why are you here why aren't you at school yes, like all the time absurd and now they know they're like oh you must be homeschooled <laughs> right. you know right yeah, yeah. okay so I have another one we may have answered this so you tell me if you have anything different what was something that you struggled with as a homeschool mom or homeschooled child it was the stress of having my kids with me 24 7. Oh, yeah. Why can't you that at all? And, you know, you're not just a homeschooling mom. You're still a, a homemaker, yeah. or you have, and so going to the grocery store and going to the bank, I dreaded <laughs> that because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we had one income, we were on a budget, I had to, you know, use coupons and compare prices. And I'm in the grocery store with two kids that are, rambunctious you know i remember when your brother pulled the grocery cart over with you in it and oh, yeah. oh my we did that at costco yeah a few years ago wow the costco carts are big they so are. you know you're trying <laughs> to focus on these prices and 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 is this the coupon and it, oh it oh, was yeah. hard and it was it got better when they got a little older and i could give them the coupon and say go find this oh right. cute you know and and that was helpful but when they were too small to do yeah. that yeah. i mean literally i would get to the the counter and be in tears and oh. and that the bank she wandered off at the bank <laughs> you know I was making a deposit and I had and I was at the teller and I'm like hold your sister's hand you know they're right here they're right here I'm doing my thing and they're trying she's gone and she was I think she was about two not oh, quite two she was gone. I don't know what I went to go find. <laughs> she was under a desk somewhere out. I was like, just doing your own thing. Yeah. yeah. But it was terrifying. So, you know, I dreaded those things. But, but um, you know, it was it was a short period of time, really, in the overall scope of everything. But mm-hmm. it, it was that was hard. That was, yeah. for me, the stress of not having a break, really. I understand yeah. that. Mm-hmm. What would be your advice to those considering or new to homeschooling? I would say, first of all, kindergarten in California is optional, mm-hmm. <laughs> and don't feel pressured if your child is not ready, and uh, let that be a year of, of fun and exploring. If you're thinking about homeschooling, let that be an experimental time and see yeah. what it's all about. Go mm-hmm. find some homeschooling support groups and hang out and check it out, 
and also um, keep keep your eye on on the prize. Remember the end goal. Your your goal. What is your goal? For me, it was to raise happy, uh, functioning adults. Um, I didn't have a a vision that I wanted them to be a doctor or or mm-hmm. a lawyer or whatever. It was I wanted them to be happy. Whatever brought right. them happiness. Yeah. And and function just function well. Mm-hmm. You know, be able to support themselves and function well in society and not be an axe murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Minimum. Yeah. yeah, it worked as, as far as you know. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep that, that end game in, in sight. And sometimes you have to stop and say, okay, is this this argument that we're having or this struggle, is this really, where does it matter? How does it matter in the scope of our, our goal? Is it is it really worth arguing over? Should you just let it go? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I've got to know that it's a journey. And to not expect to get it right, right away, because mm. you're not going <laughs> to. You've got to be able to adapt and tweak and follow your instincts. Don't get too caught up in the worry that you don't enjoy the time that you've done this to have with your kids, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a big thing I have to remind myself constantly is like, this is, this is what I want. I want to have this time with them. And if I spend it stressing out or stressing them out so much that we're not even enjoying that time, then it defeats the whole purpose of what I'm there to do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, definitely know that you're going to try things and they're not all going to work and that's, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean that you're failing. It's just part of the process, really. Absolutely. What would be your advice to those struggling with homeschooling? I know you shared some of your struggles, but mm-hmm. what would you advise other people? Yeah, uh, just to add on to, it flows right up what I was saying, is to not be a- afraid to throw the curriculum like out the window. If you've got that's something fine. that's not working for you, reevaluate, try something new. And mm-hmm. ask for help. Don't be afraid to reach out to family or friends mm-hmm. or if, you have, if you're lucky enough to have a wonderful support group, ask other yeah. moms, what did you do? Did you encounter this? Mm-hmm. And if it's particular, like with a particular subject, you, like we used the grandparents, we used, mm-hmm. you know, anyone that we Great knew idea. that was mm-hmm. really, you know, excelled in a certain area, yeah. we would reach out to them I and say, it. hey, can you help us with this? And mm-hmm. they were always thrilled. And, and, so, and it's a way for them to connect yeah. You know, in a different way, in a meaningful yeah. way. Very with, true. With the child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very true. Yeah, so you can't be afraid to ask for help. And, you yeah. know, luckily you have a lot of great resources now with the internet. And, oh, and yeah. uh, But, you know, even so, the best the best way is to find people yeah. in your community. Having a community makes such a big difference. Right, because even now there's so much availability mm-hmm. of resources mm-hmm. that that is overwhelming. Yeah. I'm sure it can. So it's mm-hmm. nice to be able to ask somebody who's used it, you know, to call Kim, yeah. hey, we want to do exploring nature with kids. Yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. You know, and exactly. that kind of thing. It's nice mm-hmm. to have people you know who are doing different things. Mm-hmm. And that's what's neat is to mm-hmm. see all the different things in action yes. and how the kids are. Because it's clear there's no one size fits all. Mm-hmm. There's no one right answer. Because mm-hmm. your kids are amazing mm-hmm. and you're not doing what I'm doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You know, and I think my kids are pretty cool. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. <laughs> I'm not doing what Andy's yeah. doing. You yeah. know, uh-huh. and so it's just nice to have that availability. Okay. I remember when we were at... One of your kids' birthday parties. Mm-hmm. We're sitting around the table. You're, a, I was like, oh, what are you doing this year? And you're like, oh, it was like thirty <laughs> or forty dollars, and it was Waldeck Way's Harry, Harry Year of Harry Potter. Yes. And I was Wizards like, and wands. <laughs> I'm there. I'm buying it. <laughs> she done. did right then and there. Yeah, that's and, how Mandy does. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so magical because then I actually had stuff to do these amazing Harry Potter days Mm -hmm. that I did. Yeah. And you, yours was spread out over a few months, Mm -hmm. right? 
And then I borrowed the, which I still have, yeah. the potion Yeah, we were able stuff. to share the supplies for it. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was just... It was so fun to see how you were doing it and seeing this. You would put up stories on Instagram and be mm-hmm. like, oh, look at the, the owl cage she has for, <laughs> you know, the owl. And, and yeah. it was just really fun to see oh, how, sure. how you were interpreting it mm-hmm. and then how I was interpreting it. Yeah. Having uh, people to, you know, be springboards for you is so nice. And you can get that online. Having it in person is it's just on another level, right. you know. The community has made a humongous difference for me. Because I think homeschooling can feel, you can feel very alone, you know? You can feel like you're just kind of on your own island and everyone else is (laughs) over there. Uh, And I, you know, before finding you guys, I had tried to find different communities and didn't feel like we fit in. So, and that that can feel very hard too when you're like, okay, well, we we don't even fit in with these homeschoolers. So, you know, but when Uh, you find your people, that's when the magic happens. And that, Mm -hmm. it just... And when your yeah. kids find their people. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And that, that's how we found you. Yeah, <laughs> Lucy yeah. found her people. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but I think ask, asking for help is important. Oh, yeah. definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And don't forget the importance of uh, PE, yeah. of having a lot of physical activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Burn off that energy. Oh, yes. yes. Every day. Uh, we had a trampoline in our backyard. I think that was our PE. We also had the small one in the house. Yeah. yeah. She bounced on all the time. <laughs> yeah. and, and we did a lot of um, park days. And you were yeah. a gymnast, too. Yeah, I did gymnastics yeah. and dance. So, yeah. Yep, she did it. All right. All of that has been amazing advice. But we have some parting advice questions for you to send our readers or listeners away with <laughs> what are your favorite resources that you used at the time you homeschooled okay yes I thought about this and uh, you know they were the library was certainly our our best resource we went mm-hmm. to the library every week our library had a they could check out up to, it was like 50 books. Yeah. It was crazy. Oh. And so my rule was you had to carry them. You could check <laughs> you out as many as you could carry. They had book bags, and they would load up their bags every Big week. Big stack of anamorphs. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just, whatever they, I let them check out whatever they wanted. And uh, it was, we had a great time at the library. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And uh, also, um, I, I, used to um, have them read every night. That was part of it was they could go to bed at uh, 7. That was the bedtime with 7, but they could read mm-hmm. until 8 or 8.30. But that was it. They couldn't do anything else. No playing, mm-hmm. no getting out of bed. They could bring some books yeah. to bed and read. And so, of course, faced with the choice, they read. And so they yeah, would read themselves the game under the blanket. But, <laughs> but I remember when she was 2, when we first started uh, doing that with her brother, she was 2, and, and she couldn't read yet, but she mm-hmm. would take a stack of picture books with her and just uh, yeah, look at the picture mm-hmm, books cute. in her bed. And mm-hmm. those were great. But there was also some authors... Um, of course, Holt. Mm-hmm. I, I loved his books. I, I wrote down the ones I remember reading. How Children Learn and Teach Your Own. Mm-hmm. Um, learning All the Time. Those were great, great sources of information. And The Moors, I really enjoyed The Moors a lot. They had the uh, some great books. The Homeschool, Successful Homeschool Family Handbook was great. Better Late Than Early. Oh. That was a great book, and homegrown kids loved them. And of course, okay. um, John Taylor Gatto, Dumbing mm-hmm. Us Down, loved his stuff too. And his was more reminding me of why I was doing right. it. It was very mm-hmm. much supportive of the philosophy behind um, teaching your own kids. Mm-hmm. Barbara Colorosa was very influential too. She's her her. She's not um, 
a homeschooling author, but she had more discipline okay. ideas. And she was the one, her, her thing was if it's not physically or morally dangerous, don't fight about it. Don't mm. worry about it. And, and that, I think that was very important as being a homeschooling parent when you're with your child 24-7. There can be a lot of battles if yes. you're not very careful. Right. And um, so I, I took that to heart and was like, okay. So when something would arise and they, she wanted to wear two different socks or, yep. you know, uh, whatever. Right, there was an era when I would <laughs> take a Sharpie and write the uh, scroll from around the, the ring and the Lord of the Rings. I would write oh, that on my wrist yeah. every day. <laughs> and yeah. she was just you like, that like a tattoo. Yes. Yeah. The Elvish. One ring yeah. to bind Same them. Same where I was learning to speak <laughs> Elvish. So. I love it. And so, she was just like, like okay. okay. <laughs> and you know she wanted to wear whatever I let her pick her own outfit so you know sometimes she left the house looking a, a little odd but uh, <laughs> still do you know, <laughs> but you know it, it, it's like you're right it, it didn't matter and on, mm-hmm. honestly you look I look back now none of that matters it doesn't right. matter what stuffed animal they were dragging around it doesn't matter what whether they were sucking their thumb or, you know, none right. of that matters anymore. Where they're sitting doing their schoolwork. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. And, and whether they, you know, wore what you wanted them to wear mm-hmm. or they wanted to wear. or right. They're expressing themselves. And I think that's one of the beauties of being a homeschooling family. You mm-hmm. can allow each child to be themselves, to be individual. Yeah. They don't have that peer pressure thing. Is there anything that you would say that could encourage parents whose kids might be struggling to want to homeschool? Um, struggling to want to or, or um, stick with it. Stick with How it. How can we encourage them to stick with it? Okay. I think that it's vitally important to have the opportunity for your child to have a full social circle mm-hmm. because that is what teenagers especially are craving mm-hmm. is being with other teenagers. That and I know for her that it. what drove her to try mm-hmm. high, public high school. And it, it's so important that they have the ability to have not just educational, shared ex- educational experiences with their friends, but parties and, and other experiences with them. Right. And I think if they have that, especially if you're lucky enough to stay in the same city for many years mm-hmm. and they have this group of kids that they've grown up with, they don't want to be the odd one going to school. Right. right. You know, the norm is, hey, mm-hmm. this is this is my people, my friends. I don't want to go over there. So, right. Yeah. You know, but unfortunately for her, she didn't have that at that time. Mm-hmm. So That makes sense. Yeah. Yep. And, and the whole, um, don't worry about the socialization, the S word, right? Right. Like, don't worry <laughs> about it. That, that, that's not, it's not a problem unless you're, you know, keeping them locked in the house. It's, it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. It happens. Definitely. Yeah. Like you were saying, like, I think a big example is the culture shock of going to school and not having a social aspect with your teachers. Yeah. You know, there was a a wall, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's a big thing that homeschoolers don't experience in that way. Very much. Is that there's no rules for socializing of who you can and can't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, my kids talk to all you guys. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. it's just a different, um, I guess, a different relationship to adults. Like I said, Mm -hmm. it's not like I felt like we were peers. Obviously, I still respected my parents and Mm -hmm. followed the rules, but it was just the way that we spoke to each other Mm -hmm. that was so different. I wasn't 
forced to sit and be quiet and stand in a line and wait my turn all the time, <laughs> you know, so it's Unless just very, Disneyland. Yes. And, right. <laughs> and I was willing to wait in those lines, so. <laughs> yeah, that's where you learn that stuff. Yeah. You learn the, the ability <laughs> to Disneyland. conform by going to Disneyland <laughs> and Legoland. Yeah. Yeah. Get it in. We'll just conform it in for a Mickey pretzel. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for all the advice. I think there's so much good stuff, and we really appreciate it. And I loved hearing more about your story. Oh, we well, love you guys, you. too, yeah. and are equally, if not more, grateful for you. So That's <laughs> right. That's right. And and I would say don't be afraid of homeschooling. Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. it's a wonderful thing, and I yep. wouldn't change a thing. I loved those years. And when they were done, I was very sad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I, I agree feel that them. already. Yeah. 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 It, mm-hmm. it, just, it just creates a lifestyle that uh, it's... The envy of all of your friends, you know, right. be able to just say, hey, we're going to just take today off and we're going to go to the zoo. <laughs> just because. Hang out with my kids. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're just together and mm-hmm. it's such a unique thing and yeah. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Just being there every day. I loved it. It was great. Yeah. And, they, and, and I think, you know, for Clark and I, one of our um, primary motivating factors was we, we both grew up in different situations where there wasn't a, it was, wasn't particularly wonderful ch- childhood. So... Mm-hmm. We wanted that for our children. We wanted to give them the best childhood, a happy childhood. And Mm -hmm. um, we thought that this was a way that we could do that. And and they both feel that they had happy childhood, so I feel Mm -hmm. successful because I think that's important. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Yeah, I loved it, and I'm loving doing it now. So, <laughs> and I love watching her, <laughs> and you guys. I I just love it whenever I see her. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I just love it. I think it's awesome. <laughs> and now it's time for game schooling. Today we're doing the Oregon Trail. Now many of us played the Oregon Trail when we were growing up, yes. and Kim mentioned it yeah. as something that she did as a homeschooled child. She did it while she was waiting for her brother at school, you yeah. know, in that good old computer lab. Yeah, so <laughs> cute. So it, it's still around, but in different forms. So yes. there's the card game, which I'll talk about in a second, but why don't you talk about the... Yes. I we're doing U.S. history this year, and so I was checking our um, options for Oregon Trail games, and they have a handheld so I'm showing a picture of it from my phone because I didn't bring it with me. But it's like a Game Boy size. Mm-hmm. And so it's the Oregon Trail game, the way that we played it on the computer, except in a handheld format. It's so cool. It's really fun. Yeah. The kids had a blast playing it. Oh, I fun. wasn't going to introduce it until we got there topically, but we had that graduating niece of mine over for a slumber party. And I was like, here, check this out. And they played it for two hours. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, my kids have been obsessed with the card game, the Oregon Trail. You have died of dysentery. Who doesn't remember that? So it's based on the computer game, but it's it's a card game where you work as a team to yeah. try and get to Oregon before all of you die. So even if one of you die, you keep going. You keep going. You're, you're trying, and you can pull a card that says, oh, you need supplies, or Oh, you dropped your supplies in the water. You can't cross or, or something. Yeah. You know, have too many supplies. You need to drop some supplies so you can cross. Or you can pull a card that says, snake bite, you died. And, and wow. so it's, yeah. But as long as you're playing with a team, yeah. um, my kids are saying how much they love it. They knew nothing really about it until they started reading the Oregon Trail books. Yes. Uh, it's a series of eight. And uh, my daughter was just saying, I connected more to the game because I read the book. 
Yeah. And I'm sure vice versa, they could connect more to the book if they, if they play the games. And so if you want to introduce that series of books, that could be really fun for them. It's 1850 and your first goal is to get your family covered wagon full of supplies and oxen to chimney rock on time. And so it's the same idea with, with the actual games. Yeah. And the book, I don't if you mentioned this, sorry, mm. but it's a choose your own adventure book. Oh yeah. It's a choose your own adventure yeah. book. Yeah. So it's kind of a gamey thing too. Yeah. I like that because you don't know, you might die of dysentery halfway through the book too and have to start over. Yeah. Don't take that path. So check it out. They're linked on our show notes. Thanks for listening. We love your support. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, leave a rating and review to let us know how we're doing and share our podcast with your friends who need a little community, humility, and joyful fun in homeschooling.